0: You're listening to Adam Carriker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Adam Carriker on The Ticket. Every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time, the fastest hour in radio week. Chin every week, grab your lunch, join me. Hopefully something until he comes out during that hour at some point. Real quick, I forgot to ask, where do you think Notre Dame is going to end up? Do they end up in the Big Ten? They've been ducking the Big Ten for years. Is the Big 12 a possibility? Let me know. All right, 402-464-5685. Also, I'll get to who has a brighter fo- uh, future in football, Nebraska or Minnesota. I'll get to that next week. And just a reminder, Carriker Chronicles returns August 1st. character Chronicles, the website, is launched August 15th. All right. I'm very excited for our next guest. All right. She is joining me, all right, on the aloe. VIP line, a right, VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional servants' service with local heart. Now, she's a three-time Olympian, gold medalist, won a medal of every color, was a team captain of the U.S. women's volleyball team in Tokyo. She was the tournament MVP right, in college, a two-time Big 12 defensive player of the year, also a Big 12 player of the year, first team All-American, academic All-American. And help lead Nebraska to the 2006 NCAA championships in volleyball. Jordan Larson, how you doing, my friend?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Oh, I am doing awesome. Now, I don't know if you remember this at all. The last time you and I chatted, it was I don't know three or four years ago. And after the interview was over, you said, "Hey, Adam, I got a question for you." And I said, "What's up?" You said, "You asked me. You go, what's retirement like?" And yeah. so we <laughs> chatted about that for a minute. And I'm like, "All right. I'm, I, I wonder what you know." obviously you've done a lot of great things recently, but I got to ask you, Jordan, since then, what's retirement been like? It's like, it's like you've been chilling and doing nothing. I mean, I got to ask you, what what's it been like since then? You've been not doing anything at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I think as you're, I don't know how you felt, but as your career keeps going, you know, it's like, I still find so much joy in what I'm doing. And uh, while the question mark is still there, is it time, you know, has it been time in the past, you know, and I just, I I find, I keep finding ways to, um, just find joy in what I'm doing. And so here I am uh, still kicking and still going and still feeling really good. And I'm like leaning into it. So might as well. And everybody that has retired, they're like, if you can do it, just keep going. So, um, that's kind of where my mind's at. So,
1: all right, Well, you plan to play in the twenty twenty four Olympic qualifiers then join the husker volleyball staff, okay? what exactly will your role be once you join the husker volleyball staff?
0: Yeah, um so I would probably be just mainly in charge of like outside hitters and a little bit of passing probably um we haven't really discussed like so much detail um just because season hasn't really started yet but Yeah, definitely um, probably in charge of a lot of that. And I just think also just, you know, talking like mindset too, right? Like I think I've been in the game for so long. um, I can really talk to these girls about how how it feels to be, quote unquote, in the zone. And um, but just ultimately how I can help them be the best version of themselves. um, And then therefore, hopefully the best for the team, you know?
1: Now, I may be a little premature in asking this question, but I'm going to dive into it anyway. Is there any (laughs) desire, any possibility at all, much like Danny Busboom Kelly, who, by the way, is married to a a walk-on long snapper, Lane Kelly, that I played with, All right, for you to potentially be a head coach one day? Is that even on the radar at all at this point?
0: You know, not I wouldn't say no, not at this point, no i I think that I still have a ton to learn in coaching, and um, i I just I really want to observe and um, i've I've been so blessed to have a lot of great coaches in my time and how I can kind of take what they've taught me and and really kind of dive into how I can be the best of version of me as a coach. Um, and then just kind of see where that takes me. But as of right now, it's definitely it's not on the radar, you know. But I also thought I was going to retire four years ago. So who actually knows, you know, what's on the radar these days? And uh, I'm not—I shouldn't say no, but um, right now, it's it's not uh, something that I'm thinking about. So,
1: well, to be very clear, I and I think I can speak for a lot of other people are very glad that you did not retire four <laughs> years ago, and you still feel good, and you're still finding a lot of joy in the game of volleyball and so that is something that excites me and i hope you don't retire you know completely for a long time but i, I got to ask you this question because i'm always curious how these things come about when it comes to you helping coaching on the huskers volleyball staff is it is it a situation where like they reached out to you coach john cook reached out to you, to you did you reach out to them how did, how did this come about
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've always been in contact with John and I think the desire to coach has always been there. You know, I think that, um, I kind of my role on teams, you know, has been more of, you know, I I've had to learn how to be successful in other areas because I'm not the most physical. Right. And I, I have had to learn how to help others in areas where, you know, like for the betterment of the team. So in essence, kind of like a player coach kind of role. And I, I just have always kind of kept that door open with John. And I, as I'm getting closer to the end of my career, I kind of, how can I get my feet wet in certain areas? And can I kind of, can I kind of do both, you know? And so I think him being open to kind of this hybrid of me continuing to play and then coming back when I can, um, has been really awesome, and I'm, I'm just really grateful that he, he's he been open to that. But, yeah, it was mainly me kind of reaching out and mainly just asking questions is, as, how can I get into this? What's the best way to do it? How to do it? And um, am, I, am I capable of doing it? You know, kind of thing. So mainly me um, asking.
1: Now I, I got a random question. It's not on my list of questions here. But, okay, so I'll text Coach Cook every once in a while. You know, my, my daughter, in fact – Maybe someday I could have you chat with Addison. She's doing her first ever competitive season of volleyball. It's been her dream to play at Nebraska since she was a little girl. Coach Cook always comes over and says hi to her any time we're there. But when I text him, he's always very responsive, but it's always very short. It's like two, three words, maybe a full sentence. Is is that kind of how he is with you? Or since you played for him, do you get like a full paragraph out of him? How does that work with you? Yeah,
0: no, it's, it's very rare. It's very, very rare. Man a few words, but very, you know direct and honest and (laughs)
1: good,
0: you know it doesn't waste any time so it's it's good yeah Yeah, no but that's very much our relationship as well
1: yeah he's very responsive though so i always appreciate that but i gotta ask you about this talk to me about the pro volleyball federation and the omaha supernovas the new professional volleyball league in the u.s and omaha is part of the inaugural season that starts in february talk to me about this because i think this is very exciting
0: It is very exciting. Yeah. I, I I just, I think in in general, the last couple of years has been this massive push for women in sport and um, obviously also the professional volleyball world. And um, yeah, no, it's super exciting that there's a team coming to Omaha. Um, It's going to be in the spring and yeah, they just launched the colors and the names this last week. So um, really exciting and I hope people come out to watch. Um, But yeah, it's, I, it makes me excited because just is more and more opportunities for, cause so much of our, um, of our job is overseas. Right. And so we see players, you know, one or two years and then they end up quitting because they don't want to live overseas. They don't want to be far from home. So this gives them opportunity to be close to home and to be and do what they love. Um, and so, I don't know. I just hope that, um, this kind of keeps getting momentum and, um, we have just more and more exposure. And then also it's just so many people from overseas want to be here and they want to play. And hopefully this gives more opportunities for those athletes as well.
1: All right. I'm joined by Husker legend, Jordan Larson on the Aloe VIP line. All right. So the next question you can answer, how answer however you want. I am that guy that will answer the question. Or I'm sorry. I will ask the question. Obviously I've been on both sides of this mic. But I, once it's been asked, you can answer it however you want and that I'll let it be. That's just how I roll. Okay. So there was a okay. tweet put out this morning by Lauren Stiverens. Picture of the training table. It says, training table is closed and only football is allowed to eat breakfast there. Make it make sense. The tweet's been taken down. But here's my question, because I've actually wondered this as a former football player myself. And you can give me an honest answer. I will in no way, shape, or form be offended. Does, does football, and maybe in the eyes of athletes and other sports, sometimes get treated unfairly Better. How is that viewed by athletes of other sports? Oh, goodness.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that there are other rules and regulations, but also I think it goes with anything like recruiting, you know, like basketball has different rules than football. And, you know, I just think there's different parameters. And so I think that it's it's hard, too, because if you feel like as maybe an underfunded um, sport, you are under trying to understand why there are certain aspects that are given to certain Programs, But then also, maybe you have to look at the revenue side of it, like who's bringing in the money and why would that be justified? And, and so um, I, I think it is hard, you know, in some instances that maybe certain services are not provided, but also, I think of now having a world view of the places I've been, the things I've seen, I just think we are so blessed here in the United States in any capacity, right? Like I think whether who gets what and how and, you know, anything like it's we are so, so blessed and having the opportunities that we do one to go to school and then study, you know, go to school to play sports and then also study at the same time. I have a lot of teammates overseas that are strictly professional athletes from a young age and don't even have the education piece. They have to go to school like half time, you know? So I think also, too, we take those things for granted that is just, it's a given here, you know? So I think it's sometimes hard and what, what lens you're operating from and what you're seeing it from.
1: I think that's a great point. That's a great perspective right there. So I'm going to come back to the young volleyball player piece. Okay, what advice would you give, whether it's someone like my daughter going into seventh grade, doing her first ever competitive volleyball season, or it's someone in high school, maybe trying to get noticed or recruited or someone who just wants to be the best volleyball player they can, regardless of age or anything else? What advice what's what's the best advice you could give a young volleyball player who's just trying to be at the top of their game the best that they can?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I think for me, what was huge was goal setting. I, I set like three goals when I was young. And then I think also throughout the day, like I had goals of like a skill that I wanted to get better at. And if I wasn't feeling like I was able to play, like I was going up and talking to the coach and why, what do I need to be out there to play and trying to put myself in a position that made it really, really hard for the coach not to play me. And so I think when so much of where we, even now in society, it's what can I have now? And if I can't have it now, then I'm not willing to like put in the time and the effort to do it, you know? And so I think it's, we need to remember that it's a process and we have to buy into the process and process of sometimes failing a lot because volleyball is a game of errors and you fail constantly and same with football, right? Like you're, you're failing constantly, but with failure comes usually some success on the other end. And so I think it's just buying into that. It's a process and that we're not going to have like, I, I didn't become an Olympian overnight, right? It took years and years of training to perf- I wouldn't say even perfect perfect as a, a to be good at my sport and to be good over time. you know so wrapping your mind around that it's not going to all happen at once and to buy into the process
1: That makes a lot of sense and actually, my son I mentioned it earlier in the show he he we were just at the Triple Crown Baseball World Series up in Vale, Colorado. And he's facing teams from Arkansas, California, Texas, competition he's never seen in like the very first game. Like he, he hits around five, six hundred. He struck out three times and he was just so deflated. And I'm like, Jacob, it's part of the process, man. You got to learn how to fail before you can truly learn how to succeed. And so he was able to pick it up and play a lot better the rest of the time. But I, I hope those words kind of helped him because it kind of it really makes sense with what you said now normally when i interview somebody i try to i wasn't able to today with you so if nothing pops into your mind that's okay i try to get people a heads up on this question um and it's just a fun question nothing too serious or over the top but do you have a behind the scenes story uh, maybe for coach cook maybe something for yourself something overseas or something about yourself that maybe people don't know that you'd be comfortable sharing with the fine folks at home
0: oh my goodness gosh i'm not good with these like on the spot um
1: that's why I usually do it beforehand. I apologize. I didn't get it to you. <laughs> oh,
0: no, you're all good. Um, goodness. Um, you know, sometimes, like, when you're overseas, like, you, like, have to speak broken English um, just because sometimes if you're speaking really fast, like, they don't understand you, right? So it's, like, you learn to speak slowly, and then you learn how to, like, cut out a lot of words as you're going. But then also, I have this, like, accent that, like, goes with how I'm speaking. And, like, a lot of my teammates, like, end up making fun of me because, (laughs) like, you like there was one time, (laughs) I remember we were in Poland, and we stop at the floor, and there was some girls, I don't remember where they were from, and I was like, you want to go up? You know, but I sounded like I this is so so random. But like you sometimes when you speak and kind of how they understand, like it gets the point across quicker. But I didn't have to use mm-hmm. the accent. I just had to talk slower. So anyways, I know that's probably not what you wanted to hear or a good story, but I I've just had to learn over time that if I cut out a lot of words I can get to the point a lot quicker but then often get made fun of by my teammates a lot. So <laughs>
1: That makes that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes less is more, you know, and exactly, sometimes less exactly. is, is more because it's simpler. <laughs> so, all right, Jordan, we're happy to have you back here in Husker Nation helping coach the volleyball team. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no
0: problem. Thanks for having me. All
1: right, don't go anywhere, Husker fans. We'll be right back with the people segment.